Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Um, we couldn't record a podcast last week. We tried. We got about 10 minutes in and then the internet just kept failing me and it was not working at all. Um, so we had to give up, had to abandon last week's podcast, unfortunately. Um, but we're back this week. Um, you finished the picture that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, the portrait, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is what we'll, we'll talk about this week. Um, how have you been anyway, Dad? You've been okay? We've been very well. In fact, it's been um, a very good um, time, actually. All our work that we've had over the last year, uh, I've mentioned a few times, uh, been traumatic at times, but it's been progressive. All done. Finished. The last noggins yesterday. They left here at four o'clock and uh, it was all done. So we're really reaping the benefit of it all now. Now I've got to start work. Um, I've started to prepare the front of our place, painting-wise, and now I've started putting a little bit of paint on, uh, patching up where needed, and now I've got to go full flight on the front. Uh, but that, there's no hurry for that, um, so that's something that can be done when the weather permits, of course. Uh, you know, you, you can't do it in the rain, but uh, you can't do it in bright sunshine, so, or not wise to. So uh, I've got to pick my time. So there, mm. that, that's yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and, and we've got, it, it's a um, nice time at the moment, we're very, very happy. It's nice when something like that comes to a fruition and uh, it's all finished because you can now start really enjoying it. Mm, excellent. Yeah, it must be a nice relief to have all that done. Um, and it's great down there and it's ideal for for us for it's a selfish reason. It's really nice for when we come down, you've, you've created a whole nice space for visitors and guests to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I know... But us, it's a real benefit and it's really lovely to come down and see you and spend time um, without staying at a hotel or anything like that. We can stay in the house and it's really nice to have you just upstairs. Good. Yep. Well, we look forward to seeing you again very soon. Hmm. Excellent. Let's crack on then. So let's show the finished picture of this portrait. I'm sure everyone was itching to see how it turned out. And wow, doesn't that just pop out at you? the uh the light it's like a uh, you know you really captured the photography of the light um behind this subject you know the face just immediately you're drawn in to the center of the picture um there's a lot to talk about on this picture last time we spoke uh don't believe you started the hat i think you just started the face and a bit of the hair um so maybe let's start with the hat because that's something that you've not done before, right? A straw hat, no, no. like a no. And a I was hat a, like this. I was apprehensive as well, as you know. Um, I, I mentioned at the beginning, I, I got a straw hat, and that, how do you tackle something like that? And uh, it's actually, it, it was tricky because you have to select colours for one thing, and the colours that I selected has to match in with the tonal value of the picture so i was um, when you get anything like that that's foreign you can't put foreign colors in you you can't you can't uh, clash colors uh you've got to have a, a a harmony 
right throughout, and I'm very mindful of that. But the first thing I did actually was the, the face, and we'll come to that in a minute. But by putting the face in, that gave me the clues, really, for the uh, ground colours for the straw hat. But it wasn't easy. I picked quite a lot of colours out that I thought might work. 50% of them were discarded for the same reason I've just mentioned, that uh, you've got to have harmony. So I, um, I, I, ma I managed, I can't even remember the colours now, you wouldn't believe that, but I can't. Uh, people have to see it, you know, view it, or I'd have to look at it again. Um, it was a while ago now that I finished it. Uh, and you very soon actually forget the tones. But I do remember the final colour, and that was a pink. It was a Caran d'Ache pink. And that did it for me. When you're doing something like this, you've got to create the impression. You can't draw accurately if you tried. Well, you might as well have a photograph. And it won't work. It would become too contrived. And people who know about art would look at that and think, oh, it's all wrong, but it's absolutely, it, it shouldn't be like that. It should be the impression, the artist's impression of that. And I'm aware of that, as you know, I've done a lot of um, impressionistic pictures. Uh, but right at the end, people will see, um, it doesn't work until you put that final colour on which is a light pink. I can't remember the number now. It's a light pink anyway. And I make I made it. And that is the colour that you actually see, the flicks, you know, those little flicks. And that goes all over. And um, those flicks are not easy to do because you, you, you can't, oh, that doesn't work, so I'll rub that out and do it. You can't do that because you've got all those base colours and all those colours leading up to it. And this is what's going to make this picture quite hard for people to um, to attempt. You've got to f use a flare, and you've got to do it in the in the direction. You know, I say direction of hair, direction of fur, and so on. You've got to have, be mindful of that as well. So you've got to flick it so that you're actually producing the uh, representation of the design of the straw hat. I hope all that makes sense. I, I find it difficult to express exactly uh, what I do. For one thing, I don't really, really remember too much because when you're doing something like that, you're kind of involved in a, it's like in a, in a meditation really when you do it. Uh, and it's when you come back to it on the cold light of day, you look at it and think, blimey, that worked. But at the time you do it, you, uh, I wouldn't say you, 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 you don't have the confidence, you do you have the confidence, but you're never really sure it's going to work until it does. As I say, I hope that makes sense. I can imagine, I can imagine it's a lot of, you have put in a lot of faith in yourself um, with something like that. I, what occurs to me is, um, how do you know how much blending to do on the hat when you've got to finish with the final texture? You don't want to smooth it all over. How mm. how do you know what, when and what to blend and how to make sure you don't overblend? That's a good question. And, and, um, and when I think back on it, it, it's quite easy 
because the first thing you do, the first two or three colours that you use, and of course you've got a shadow in there as well, so you can't you can't make it all over. You've got to blend the shadows, and you can't put too much light colours under there, otherwise that won't work. So you've got to you've got to split it up really to light, dark, and kind of intermediate. And what you do is you blend quite a lot to start with. When you first put the colours on, the base colours, and there's pinks in there, and there's, I think, 169 seems to ring a bell with me. Those colours go in and you, you blend them. But when you blend them, you're still mindful when you blend it that you're trying to create texture. You, you're with me. Instead of making it a blanket, put your, and don't put your finger on. That's the worst thing you do. If you put the finger and blend it, it becomes too smooth. Even though you're coming back in later on with the stronger tones. Now that's the first thing. First thing, and that's the first hurdle. But it looks doesn't look great. I'll tell you, it doesn't look great at that stage. And then the second stage, if you like, is when you start putting the stronger tones in. And when the stronger tones go in, they start the process of trying to capture the uh, texture. You can't do it exactly, but you can capture the texture. And uh, then final stages really are the, the light, the light colour. I said the light pink. And I think there was another one. There's another pink that I put in there as well. And that added to it. Now, I've got to tell you that people will see the original photograph and compare it to my picture. And the straw hat doesn't look quite the same. So you, what you do, and what I've done, is I've used my artistic license, really, in doing it uh, how I think it should look. And I was very, very surprised, particularly when I look at the footage back, because it takes um, two or three days for me to get it all together so that I can actually watch it back. And when I watch back, I'm very surprised at uh, how I actually achieved it. So I've told, I've told you this before. Um, but in, when you're in the midst of doing it, you kind of, um, you're lost in the technical side, you know, and you're not, you're not really mindful of it as a picture until you look back on it later on. I hope that answers the question as best I can do. Really interesting, really interesting stuff. Well, let's move down to the face and the hair. Um, familiar territory for you with... Um, with the face and the hair, I imagine. Was there anything that stood out for you that was a bit trickier to handle with the with this this picture? Well, that that was the easy part, to be honest, because I've done a lot of portraits, and when you get used to um, doing portrait work, you understand the process. It's very similar to the the hat idea. You put the, the base colours on, but then instead of um, creating texture. You do the opposite of that. You don't want texture. You want it smooth. So instead of, as I said, using the texture side, you then use the smooth. So everything is smooth. And it's smooth right up into the end. The only bits, really, that um, you, can, uh, you can get away without using texture is when you're using the pencil just to do the very dark bits, maybe the eyelashes and the, um, the parts of the lip and the you can use raw colour without actually putting the, the blender on. 
but 90% of that would have been more than that, probably 95% of that would have been blended. That's the, that's the feature side. And uh, I, I, don't ha I really don't have too many problems with that now. When you've done, I don't know how many I've gone, a couple of dozen I spec portraits, and uh, you, it follows the same process you know, whatever you're doing, whether it's men, women, children, it's the same idea. Um, as far as hair is concerned, uh, this is a, a, a whole new ball game because that was the first time that I've done very dark hair, and uh, it's some kind of brown. It, it looks black probably on the screen, but it's actually a brown, very dark browny colour. Um, there is black added, but that's added to that brown, uh, and that was. That was interesting because I was using, in the end, I was using, I think, a grey, and I can't remember what one it was. It might have been 273, something like that, or it would have been 230. I don't remember that now, but I know I was putting that on, on the final touches. A bit like the, the pink I was talking about with the hat. You put the final touches. Because I, was at, I had to find a colour that would uh, compare favourably with the tones that I'd already got on there. I couldn't put a foreign colour on, it had to be neutral, really. So you you, you tend to go neutral, if, if in doubt, go neutral. That's another little saying of mine. And, uh, and it turned out really, really well in the end. The bit that um, I was a bit apprehensive about and did think about changing is where you've got on the, on the left, left side, the right, her right side, the left side of the picture, where the hair comes down to the bottom, round the flowers, and comes to the bottom, it comes at an angle. Now that was on the, the original photograph, that's what I saw. And, but I did think, oh, if I could trim that back maybe, why, why does it, it didn't need to be there like that, and I could have trimmed that back a bit. But then you think, well, if I do that, is it going to look? Is it going to look odd? So I left it. Yeah, you don't want to change the. You're worried about changing the picture, like you, you, you as as your kind of rule of uh, your advice has always been: stick with what you can see. So if you're in doubt, do what you see. Exactly. So exactly. following that, your own advice there. That that works exactly well in exactly the same way. If there's a risk involved, and you think, oh, well, it's, it's a bit risky. Don't do it. Do what you see, and I and that's that's one of my, I think my golden rules really, uh, on all not just portrait work but all um, artwork that I do. It, it's a it's a good maxim to follow. And obviously, the nice addition of the flowers um, brings another point of interest to this portrait. Um, again, something you would be quite comfortable with i imagine doing those flowers then they don't look too complicated no they're not um but there wasn't a lot to get my teeth into you'll notice there's a couple of buds there the green and yellow just a couple there and a stalk as well i made that a little bit more of that than uh, perhaps was on the picture it was still there but it was more in shadow but i brought it forward more simply to balance it up I, I felt it was, it was too much white there 
Uh, I would have rather uh, held a different flower. But once again, you can't you can't make it up. You can't say, oh, I'll put a tulip in there or a daffodil or whatever. You can't do that. That just wouldn't work. It has to be done as the, the photograph depicts. And I did struggle a little bit with that. Not the flowers, because I've done many flowers before, but getting that right. Because if it's wrong, you can imagine it's right in the centre. I think I told you this last time we discussed that, didn't we? If you do it, if you do it wrong, it doesn't matter what you do. Whether you have a fantastic hat, great portrait, beautiful background, and if the flowers are naff, don't work. So you have to be careful. But this is where it's fun for one thing and challenging for another. I can imagine. I just want to point out as well, a really nice little touch. Um, I appreciated it anyway. The choice of colour for your signature. Oh, yes. I thought it's such a nice colour. It's such a pleasant colour to choose. I think you could have easily gone with white to sort of be, you know, stand out. But I just think it's subtle and, and nice. Yes, it, actually, you, you brought a really good point up there because I'm always mindful of that. When I've seen signatures in the art exhibitions, I've seen them awful ones where they um, splash it across the corner or sometimes in the middle, sometimes in a very uh, obvious place. And I've always found that to be intrusive. What what I do and what I think and everything I've done with uh, put, uh, signatures is I try to find a, a section of the picture and a colour that doesn't, it's not in your face. I think it's, it tends to be, in my opinion anyway, a little bit of an ego trip when people do that, you know, make it, you know, splash a signature on it. I don't like to do that. I like to sign it because it's important that people, if these are sold, we don't necessarily sell our pictures, they are, they are for the, the, um, uh, the, the members. But if they were sold, and I have sold a few, of course, um, people like to see a signature. They know. Remember, the Sphinx cat is typical of that when I did that uh, for somebody. And that uh, I saw them, by the way, the other day. Um, uh, it was uh, Megan. And I saw her the other day and she was raving about it. She said, oh, we love it. It's a pride of place on our wall. And my mum absolutely adores it. So just I just thought, of, by the way, that, that worked out well. But um, the signature was, was, wasn't in your face. It was just, just enough. But people like that. So, mm. and the colour side yeah. is really important too. That colour, if you choose a colour that is compatible with the picture. And uh, I did have somebody once who used to bring their pictures in for me to frame. And she was she was a good artist, but she signed in pencil, always in lead pencil. And I've always remembered that. I thought, it's her, and she sold her pictures, and probably no one even thought about it. But it's a get-out of clause because you use watercolour, and it's not easy to sign in watercolour. Much easier in pastel than using a pencil. But watercolour is not easy, but as you know, I've done quite a lot of watercolour and I always use the medium that I've used on the painting. Uh, and But this pencil, to me, looked obvious and 
to me it spoiled the picture that uh, was being produced but you know it's only my opinion and who, who, who am I to say I'm right Hmm. Well, that's a, that was something I, I pointed out. I think it's a really nice touch, and uh, it's a very pleasant colour, and I think it just blends really nicely with the picture. Um, lovely. Excellent. Well, um, I bet everyone's looking forward to seeing this one. Thank you, Dad, for sharing your experiences, as always, with this picture. If anyone's okay. got any questions about it okay. or anything they want us to discuss, then people can always get in touch with us now next week we'll be discussing another picture which you've actually done this week but we'll save it for next week so i won't we won't talk about that now but we do have something already you have been busy uh this week so we've got another one to talk about next week and uh i've seen it and i think it's going to blow people away just to tease everyone about that did you say i won't say anymore i won't say anymore <laughs> 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 excellent all right great stuff all right well um we will leave it there for this week thank you everyone for watching and listening as always i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy your week enjoy your week <laughs>